to enter the Elf Tree. What's up, everybody? Hi there. I'm Ian. Hi there, and I'm Joe. And welcome to the show this week. Welcome back. We're we're on 24. We're going to be uh, expecting Kiefer Sutherland any minute now. Beep. Beep. (laughs) Beep. Beep. Did you ever watch that show? I watched the first two seasons or three seasons. I watched the first season on DVD, and that was enough. Oh. It just, for me. It was the best season. The first one? Yeah. Was it? I think so. I mean, First it or ran second. for like eight or nine years, though, so it's it's people must have really liked subsequent seasons. I just, mm. I mean, for me, I guess I got used to, um, well, I got used to varying timetables and timeframes in most TV shows. You know, usually one TV show could span, you know, an episode could span two or three days, depending yeah. on what the story is. Mm-hmm. Whereas with 24, Too it's cool. just like, oh my gosh, you've got... 24 episodes and you're only just 24 hours in. I mean, it's oh, a great yeah. concept. I get it. It just wasn't for me. Yeah. You know, the the story was being told in too slow uh, a manner. So, Kiefer, I suppose. Uh, if you're listening... Uh... That has nothing to do with Kiefer. <laughs> <laughs> I know nothing nothing up with, with Kiefer, but, um, you know... It's the CDC. Wait, what is it? It's not the CDC. It's, uh, what do they call it Ooh. on 24? That's where he works. Yeah, I, I don't know. I don't, I don't know. know. It's like the FBI, but not or yeah. the CIA, whatever. Well, know. it's yeah, it's the twenty, it's twenty four land. I loved. Uh, gosh, it makes me think of, like the way I liked the first season of Twenty Four. I felt the whole way through with Fringe. Fringe, yeah. yes, yes. Personally, Fringe, Fringe was one of those shows that was really, really great. I did. Let's see. I let it go through its first season, and then it came back right around the time I stopped subscribing to TV service. So oh, I kind of you. lost touch with friend with Fringe for a long time, up until um, probably up until it was over, actually. Oh and wow! Then I, and then I just marathoned the rest of it. Nice. Uh, yeah, but it was it was a fantastic show from the from the get go. First episode, I do remember seeing that uh, when it premiered. Yeah. And I thought, ooh. I could I could get on board I know, with right? this. The yeah. Amber. Yeah. I Dude mean, Walter, man. Yeah, yeah. It was incredible. It was an incredibly orchestrated show. And I I I don't remember hating the ending. As is so easy oh, to yeah. do with uh with T V shows. They walk through the church that had all the different religious stuff. Yeah. On it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then everybody, you know, died on the plane crash. <laughs> Now we were making fun of the end of Lost, everybody. We were, uh, we were, because uh, Lost just kind of left everybody scratching their heads. Yeah, I mean, I got it. I understand. I just, I think there were. I, I don't know that they convinced me that what they presented was the best idea that was thrown out on the table. Yeah, I just know that it left me feeling a little bit. Screen goes black. Title of the show. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's much like the ending of Sopranos. Oh, yeah. I didn't see the Sopranos. I never watched that. I never watched it either. I did see the ending, you know, because it's such a famous ending. I just, I had to see it. And uh, spoilers, somebody comes in to this diner where um, Frankie P, where Tony Soprano is sitting 
and you assume it's somebody that's there. You know, they've shown you clips of you. somebody's there to kill Tony Soprano, and oh. it goes black. Oh, right. so you don't even get to, to right. see? Right. Exactly. That's that's the, why it was a controversial hmm. ending. People loved it. People hated it. Interesting. Well, you know. I felt kind of uh, left in, in the shadows on Lost and then... I feel like uh, I never even saw the end of that, but it's almost like the way I watched the end of Seinfeld because I didn't watch every single episode. I've right. seen a lot of them right. just sporadically whenever they were on TV. But Yeah. Well, that's syndication for you. Yeah. Gosh, you know, I don't, that's, that's funny. I don't know the timetable of Seinfeld at all. Yeah. I mean, it, it ran for nine years. It was the it was an incredible show because it was a show about nothing. It yeah. was just every single well, episode. Jerry Seinfeld and his life in New York. Very little. Well, but I think that's how they touted the show. It's, yeah. You know, it's it's not a show about anything. It's just these people in their daily lives. And yeah, you're just Their lives around. just happen to be this kind of crazy, wacky, bizarre stuff. But, you yeah. know. They all happen to live in uh, stage sets. They do. They do. <laughs> they lived on sound stages. Notice, like, in Jerry's apartment, all the serials. Yes. Did you ever look at those? Uh, I, you know what? I only watched the series. I watched it all the way through one time. Yeah. I don't know that I've really ever seen, but a handful of episodes on on TV. Other than that, yeah. but I so no, I don't know exactly what you're talking about. But go ahead. Uh, well, no, no, no. I was just. Please, it was always please interesting. Continue. <laughs> please, Educate please, me. please continue with the cocoa puffs. No. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I just always like looking at people's apartments on TV shows, like Friends, and yeah. it's like, why would they put that there? Like, who right. put that there? You know. Well, I you know what I imagine they they that's the that's one of the responsibilities of being a, a set dresser I I suppose because you've got to be able to put yourself in that mindset and like the set dressers on Dallas they did an amazing job because yeah. we shot in any number of different places and we had sets for any number of different other places yeah um and they had to for every single scene they had to think about what this person is doing now what they've been doing so would there be you know this on the table or this on the countertops and stuff like that you just gotta think yeah plus props plus things that these people are actually going to be interacting with in the scene it's uh it's that's why well and that's then fingerprints. You got to get the fingerprints off of off you do. of uh, everything. Glasses. And- I mean, that's uh, that's well. I guess that'd still be set dressing and props. But it's you yeah. know what? It's also the the responsibility of the uh, script supervisor. Yeah. You know, especially when it comes to like level of of drinks or how much food's on the thing. You got to just have somebody in there to yeah. make sure that everything's the same. You know, it's a it's a, a big team effort. I always feel like the hardest things to film would be when people are either smoking a cigarette or they're drinking. Okay. Consistently yeah. in a shot. Yeah. So then you always have to keep the drink at a certain level because yeah. it's like, oh, that thing was just full a second ago, and the next cut, it's just all of a sudden <laughs> really low. Well, that's when you that's when you know that you know you either have somebody that's just not paying attention in the prop department, yeah. or um, they just were kind of running out and it wasn't that important to them. Yeah. You know, because because it's as easy as you know you just got a pitcher of this iced tea you know that's doubling as the the whiskey that he's drinking yeah and you know every time you yell cut just like you just get a little turkey baster and suck some (laughs) out and just like seriously i mean it's as simple as that and you can you can pretty much gauge where where he drinks interesting in in every single shot so it's a it's i love on uh, birdman when edward norton loses his shit because uh michael keaton takes his booze away on stage during the, oh, uh, what was it, the like soft opening? Yes, era? yes. It was like a preview night or something like that. Yeah. Ooh, that, that, 
Oh, hey, Maddie. Maddie's back there just she's, saying she's hey. She's been barking for a little bit, hasn't she? I thought she was out there. No, we put her in the dungeon. She's uh, in she's, the dungeon. She's in timeout. We'll just say she's in timeout. She was being exceptionally noisy. Yeah, we've got a party going on, so she's wanting to uh, go play, but I understand uh, they're working on glitter on the ground, so... Glitter. I'm kidding. I don't know. <laughs> it's uh, it's <laughs> trying to come up with an excuse why I can't let Maddie be out there in the party. She's she because she's uh she's thinking about what she's been doing. Yeah, she hears us talking about her now. She's just she's not going to shut the fuck up. She'll sit. <laughs> She'll sit down. Maddie. No, I just like when I discipline her. I like to look. Is what that is. See, she doesn't listen to me. She has no respect for me. I like try to like get her face and make her look at me in the eye. Yeah. Without saying anything, I'm trying to like, and then I use my mind to hopefully connect to her mind. You're like, I'm serious, Maddie. I know. I'm dead serious. <laughs> Except it's got like it's all it's all cavey and echoey. Yeah, yeah. Hopefully, yeah. I hope she's hearing it that way. That's why I'm hearing it. <laughs> you just see, you're hearing it as if you're you're like smog. Yeah, I've the, got a little compression. Yeah, 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 yeah. Some smog. <laughs> oh, like you're talking. You're talking about like uh, like the teacher's voice from Peanuts. Oh, no, no. No, no, not that. Oh, peanuts. Did you ever watch all those shows? No, I mean, I've probably seen the Thanksgiving one. Yeah. And maybe the, it's a great pumpkin, Charlie Brown. But I didn't, you know, that's, I think that's all there the really were was, was kind of like video specials, like TV specials. Yeah. Was it ever an actually a, a Saturday so. show? I don't, I don't know. I feel like it was. I mean, yeah. definitely had the comics. A lot of shows were. Did I you read know the Bill comics. Did Ted had a TV show? Um, was Bill, it a cartoon? Yeah, Bill and Ted had an animated show. I think show. I remember Same watching with that. Back to the Future. It's like early 90s, mid 90s. Beetlejuice, yeah. Yeah, yeah Beetlejuice I used these. to watch, yeah. Yeah, I mean, all of these, all of these wacky, bizarre movies that came yeah, out man. in the, the late 80s, early 90s suddenly got turned into TV shows and like really tamed down Ninja Turtles. Oh, yeah, Ninja Turtles. <laughs> but Ninja Turtles was successful as, a, as a, an animated TV show. Man, what else? What other ones? Beetlejuice was a big one for me. I remember watching that all the time. Mm. I would eat cereal when I would come home from school and then just watch it. Beetlejuice? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Beetlejuice, I only really ever saw Saturday mornings. You know, mm. it was, uh, I guess, whatever ABC or whatever big network. Easy as one. My commercials. Oh. <laughs> Easy as one. <laughs> Dude, I used to go to my, uh, my attic and I would... Uh, You're like Alcoholics Anonymous attic? No, no, no. Hi, I'm Joe, and I'm an addict. <laughs> no, no, no. I'm an addict. <laughs> you're like eight years old, and you're yeah. like, Hi, I'm Joe, oh, yeah. and I'm an addict. Oh, I love little golden books, and <laughs> can't stop reading them. No, but I, uh, I would go to the attic, and I used to stare in a mirror and try to conjure Beetlejuice by saying his name three times. Nice. And it never happened. Never happened. No. Did you build a? Uh, did you build a model of your hometown? No, but I wanted one of those. That, <laughs> that thing was badass, neat. dude. We should. We should. Uh, we should build models. Well, we gotta build one for the Millie Show. Ooh, yeah, that's right. That's, that's right. We get, to build, we get to build. We get to build a like tabletop size mm-hmm. one, and then we get to build like a like a could potentially film like a video tour with an iPhone. Absolutely, fucking sized one. Like, yeah, you know, size of your wall. Yeah, something big Ooh, enough to where that would be like, awesome. Yeah, one side of it can be something, and then like a, from a different angle, it could be a whole different part of the like the island and stuff. Nice. If you uh, want to contribute to that that endeavor, yeah. uh, to the the making of the world of Millie McCormick, uh, 
head over to our website, Feed the Tree. Yeah, help us out. We're we're gonna make this amazing uh, animation show. Enter the elftree.com, but mm-hmm. uh, in the future we'll we'll build a little uh, little splash page. Yeah, we we, we we'll have do, this. Sh- we'll do some video. You can see uh, you can see our pretty little mugs. Hell yeah, like coffee mugs. Yeah, that we're currently drinking out of. Right mm-hmm. Tasty, tasty. We're drinking a little uh, things. Shout out to uh, which I feel kind of embarrassed that we're drinking it, but. Tom's coffee, uh, you know, it's Tom's coffee. We're uh, we're giving them a shout out, so give them yeah. a proper shout out, Jim. Yeah. For every bag of coffee, they give a pair of shoes, or do they? I don't know. It's That's either that cool. or they give a bag of coffee. I know they do the whole. For every pair of shoes, some hipster in L.A. buys, they will send a, a pair Ian. of shoes. Hey man, I, am I wrong? Ian. Am I wrong? As I, I slowly it, pulled my also, shoes under the table <laughs> and. No, but but anybody else? I'm not wearing Tom's. Anybody who buys a pair of Tom's. They donate a pair to uh, a, a needy child in a third world country or some needy person, essentially. Somebody who needs some shoes. Somebody who needs some shoes. Well, I mean, they Somebody give, who wants to be hipster. They give people some shoes here in, in, you know, L.A. if they wanted to. I tell you what, man. They would not be good shoes if you live in a rainy area. It's true. You would have very sopping wet feet, <sighs> you know. Gosh. And, I mean, that's, uh, that's apparently a big deal. You have to, like, rhino really line the outside of them. Yeah, yeah. And otherwise, you just get but the shape it, of the shoe. It would still only work if you were just splashing around in puddles that were like this thick. Yeah, you're, you're like this deep, clogging you know? around, sinking yeah, I mean, in like mud in, pools. If and you're stuff. in Vietnam or something like that, and yeah. you're just like walking around with chest deep water, it's not really gonna matter. Yeah, at that point, everything's getting wet. And I guess I learned that from Forrest Gump when he is in Vietnam. They said that the important thing the army told him to bring was extra socks. And mm. I guess it's like you know, yeah, sure, your feet are gonna woo. Man, your feet can really go downhill fast if you've got wet feet and you're just oh. walking around with wet feet. Your your feet can get really torn up and sensitive quickly. Yeah. And so I imagine it's it's got to be very important to keep dry, you know. It's probably good to like... Dry feet. You know, because when I was a kid, we used to always be barefoot. Like, I went barefoot for... All the time. Like, we just yeah. go outside. Like, we had, you know, in our neighborhood, we were in a cul-de-sac. Yeah. And I, I remember running around outside with bare feet. My mom hated it, but <laughs> me and my siblings would just do it. Yeah, and I after a while, we had, like, too. really awesome calluses, and yeah. the, the ground didn't bother us. Um, but yeah, I've got uh, wussy-ass feet right now. Dude. <laughs> I do. You got pussy feet? Well, I mean, no, my feet aren't <laughs> that bad, but, I mean, it's, it's yeah, I, I, couldn't go, I couldn't go walking up a hill with, uh, with bare feet. Could you if, like, you were being chased by a tidal, tidal wave? Uh, sure. I mean, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So are you a man, Ian, or are you a man? <laughs> Just kidding. That's what, like, <laughs> it's like you're sitting down with, like, I'm your girlfriend's man. dad for the first time. He's like, oh, yeah. You walk, in, you walk barefoot in the dirt? You're like, uh, I don't know what you mean, sir. Do you walk on gravel with bare feet? Um, no, sir, I don't. I, I usually just wear shoes. Would you if there was an alligator chasing you? Uh, no, I'd run in my bare feet, I guess. I'd probably still wear my shoes because yeah. I'm still wearing the shoes, right? You yeah. don't fit for my daughter. Get the hell out of my house. Get the hell out of my Daddy house. Daddy, no. <laughs> Daddy, no. Yes. <laughs> Fucking shotgun. He had it no, under no, the no. table the whole no, time. He's just, he just made the noise. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He just does it with his mouth. <laughs> he's like that dude from fucking police academy that always does the sound effects yeah oh Oh, damn it no but i uh when i was a kid like we were on vacation in orlando and we were staying at these uh florida yeah instead of staying on the on the 
campus or whatever you call it, like the the grounds of Disney. Oh yeah, we uh, campus. I guess it's this campus. Yeah, would it's be campus. would be the right word. Yeah. Sure. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure old Walt would like that name. Krampus. Krampus. Not Krampus. Not, uh, <laughs> okay, so you guys didn't stay on a hotel on the premises. No, we. I mean, we would sometimes. Stay in a hotel. Did Some I say trips, on? Why would you stay on the hotel? Well, I mean, you I mean, could. Unless you're just drifters. Yeah, you sleep upstairs on the rooftop, so then you'd be on the hotel. Oh, I saw, a little random aside, I saw uh, a little photo collection. It was like 12 or 15 photos or something like that. Oh. Taken um, by an 18-year-old who has literally hop, been hopping trains since he turned 18. And he takes these, I mean, it reminded me of, uh, reminded me of, shoot, I forgot his name. Batman? Nope. Uh, uh, your buddy who came into town on his bike with Zoe. Oh, Jordan. Jordan, yes, yes. Shout out, Jordan. It reminded me a little bit of, of what Jordan does. And I mean, that, you know, not something that I would probably do myself, but that's... <coughs> That's an excellent way to to put together some art just by and experience life in a different way in this country. Dude, reading those Carlos Castaneda books, the Don Juan series. Yes. Yeah. It's just cool to like, it's this dude who goes just all by himself out to meet up with this guy, Yaki, Yakai or Yakai, Yaki. Yakult. Yakult. That's the probiotic drink. It's like Y-A-Q... I or Q-U-I. I can't remember exactly how it's spelled. Okay. My apologies. Anyway, it's uh, Carlos Castaneda books. Nice. So this dude is going out to study these herbs, these plants, and he's trying to get this knowledge that's like this ancient passed down knowledge about healing and tripping and, you know, what plants are good for the, for the body or can get you into, your, you know, closer to your soul or experience. You know, it's like shrooms or any Absolutely. kind of... Any kind of herb that can take you to a place, <laughs> such as the one I'm on at this very moment. Um, what? No, but uh, <laughs> is that a record scratch? Yeah. <laughs> Everyone's staring at us. Everyone's staring at us. What do we do? Crickets. Okay, I'll go get the car. Get some more of these hokies. Put some of this stuff in your. I don't know. It's like people trying to steal the you last. Sounded of the... like you sounded like you were enacting a, a scene from Dumb and Dumber right there. Oh no, no, <laughs> that was yeah. good. Uh, um, so where was I going? I just totally started going Carlos crazy. Carlos Castaneda. Oh yeah. So anyway, this guy he goes out to meet up with this dude, and ends up going through this crazy Do spiritual any of these journey. Dudes have names? Um. Oh man, I'm I'm it's slipping off the top of my head. Yaki. Uh, I forget his name. It's Don Juan. It's Juan. Don Juan. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and then I forget the actual researcher guy's name. I'd remember. Okay. It. Yeah, yeah. If I remember it, I'll say it. But uh, so anyway, this guy's been going out studying underneath Don Juan and it's freaking fascinating. Cause like, just like you were saying, like going on this bike trip, yeah. cause you would go through such a journey meeting different people yeah. and seeing so much of the, of our country, yeah. like the roads and like oh, the yeah, this landscape. Guy on the train. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it would he, have to change you, you know, he and, and the other drifters. I mean, there was a community of them, you know, he always had two or three other people that were riding with him and they would just ride in the empty rail cars. Yeah, or on top, or uh, you know, climbing around underneath. I mean, geez, dude. My name's Razor. Yeah, I mean that's stuff from like American Tale. Yeah, you know the little Five Goes West uh, type of movie. Oh man, little cartoon mouse. If you if you did like a road trip like that, would you come up with your own little nickname? So whenever you met people, you would give them a nickname, not your real name. I I'd th- I'd think of one. Yeah, sure. There was a guy that I would follow on Vine who uh, he and his buddies uh, hiked the Appalachian Trail last year. 
Oh, wow. They left in April, and I think they made it around October. Oh, wow. Nice. Yeah, hiked the entire, like, 2,000 miles from Georgia to Maine. Damn, that's yeah. awesome. Uh, and and about a third of the way through the trip, he was vining about it, and he was like, apparently I got a trail name now, and this, that, and the other. So he had his own, I don't remember what it was. Oh, damn. Um, he but, named his own trail? No, no, no. Uh, a trail name as in what you were just saying. Oh, like, I see, I see. Like Sorry. Like road trip. It's, <laughs> okay. it's like his He acquired one after a while. Yes, like people yes. started calling him one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that yeah. would be the way to get it. You'd be like, oh shit, I've just yeah. earned my stripes. Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> I've hit puberty. <laughs> yeah. Fish dick. Hmm. <laughs> Fish dick. <laughs> You're like, I don't like that. Fish dick. Yeah. No, it's fish stick because he's been eating like fish, fish sticks. sticks. It's like people like get it confused. Yeah. I don't like fish sticks, no. You don't like fish sticks? No, I don't eat that shit. Okay. Did yeah. you like fish sticks? Fish sticks? Yeah. Not fish dicks. Are we, are we talking fish, about fish sticks, fish sticks or fish dicks? Deep fried fish. Deep fried Into fish a stick. sticks. Yeah, okay. Like a fish stick. <laughs> <laughs> Just never gets old. Like a, um, like a salty fish stick. Did, <laughs> did I used to like fish sticks? I mean, I used to eat fish sticks, sure. Um as Damn a kid. it. We're doing pretty good. I was just seeing how we're saying fish sticks pretty well without getting caught up on ourselves. We're not. It's a hard word to say. Fish sticks, fish sticks, fish sticks. Say it like five times as fast as you can. Fish sticks, fish sticks, fish sticks, fish sticks, fish sticks. Oh. Was that as fast as you can? I, I, I'll say I'm only confident that I actually said fish sticks that last time. Oh. I think my, my brain was kind of muddled between fish sticks and fish dicks. Oh. D I K? D I X, actually. Okay. Yeah. All right. Fish sticks. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag fish dicks. Hashtag fish sticks. Okay, so with an I'm, X. Uh, Joe, I'm gonna I'm gonna make you green with envy for a minute. You ready? I think I've named the show. You've named the show. Fish sticks. Yeah, with an X. Yes. <laughs> fish nice. <dicks>. Nice. Excellent. <laughs> okay, sorry. What were you saying? Um. So I got brand new internet installed at my house yesterday, mm. paying the same amount that yep. I was paying for my previous service. AT and T. Well, without without naming these corporations. There's yes. only a few. Everybody knows. Yeah, okay, you're right. That's true. AT&T, I was on AT&T. We were paying a certain amount for 18 megabytes per second download speed, which Unacceptable. Should, should be okay. Oh. It should be okay Sorry. for just normal stuff, especially Netflix. Netflix only needs like two megabytes per second download speed. Ooh. I uh, now signed up with Time Warner Cable. Oh, that's what we're on. Wi-Fi. Are you really? I think so, yeah. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Wi-Fi in my room. I don't know. I'm getting a hundred megabytes per second download speed. That's disgusting. It is. It's pretty atrocious. That's too much. It's it's a little much. I couldn't watch enough porn to max it out <laughs> yesterday, and they were all going at the same time. I had like 18 tabs going. Like, oh, what is this five-hour movie? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Downloaded. Oh my god. Here it is. Um, it's five hours of someone just walking around out in the woods. Around trees, like Blair Witch style. Um, speaking of, Jeff Bridges just did something with Squarespace where he released an album. Got it. I, you were told me about this, and I went onto the website and I watched the like the two minute video of him kind of making it, and he kind of did the same thing. He took a, an audio recorder out into the woods and just walked around for yeah. a few hours, recorded all these sounds and everything. I haven't listened to the album yet. Um, it's good, but yeah, it's uh, it seems like a great great project. I don't know what it is. Jeff Bridges, like he just for me, he just kind of came out of nowhere as this dude who seems like overly legit, like, but in in a good way. He's a he's kind of a legend. 
He's like, uh, he's got a status about him that really... He's the dude. He's the dude. He's a dude, man. <laughs> I mean, he kind of he kind of is living that lifestyle. Yeah. But again, not in the, not in the kind of depraved, uh, mooching off society way that the dude in the big yeah. Lebowski was kind of doing, but he's got, yeah, he seems to have this very laid back all about just, just, uh, just good energy, man. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that kind of a, kind of a thing. Mark about it, it. dude. Plus, <laughs> shut the fuck up, Donnie. Plus he's, you know, anybody, anybody who, passionately plays music because mm-hmm. Jeff Bridges is not known for being a musician and I doubt he plays Ian. music. He's not. He's a musician. He, but he is a musician, but most people don't know Jeff Bridges as a musician. Right, right. They right. know him as an actor. The dude. I am He's as the, dude. the dude. Or yes. from Tron. But, or from, but, well, I guess, the, I guess the original, the original do, Tron. Do, do, yeah. do, do. Um, that soundtrack is so incredible. And I doubt Jeff Bridges does music because he needs money from, from record sales or anything like that. I mean, he, yeah. he does enough movies and things like that. I imagine he, he's loaded. I imagine he does the music because he's he loves sad. it. And yeah. so I don't know. I just, I dig people that can, can have their toe in a couple of these different things. Like Steve Martin. Uh, Steve yeah. Martin is apparently a very accomplished Dude. banjo player. He's a talented motherfucker. So, so, you know. More power to you. Steve Martin, Jeff Bridges, you are both officially... Ding, ding! Invited! Come on board. Yeah, we... Uh, Jeff Bridges. We love That'd your work. Cool. And, uh, you know, hopefully uh, we could have a good time sitting around this little table. And, and if not, well, you know, we'd excuse ourselves and leave you two at it. And you could continue the show while we... Yes, can, uh, you two can continue the tradition. We started in episode hmm. two with... Uh, Joe and I leaving, and we left. Uh, yeah. We left Kevin Smith and Aaron Paul. But to, we uh, to talk. we will warn you. Whenever we have to leave the room, we do walk out in slow motion. So sometimes it can take up to fifteen minutes for us to awkwardly be walking away in about a, the span of a three five foot yeah you know distance. And at the very last second, we are going to Dutch oven you. So yeah, we do Dutch oven. Be prepared. Dutch, yeah. Sometimes Joe I Joe can't even say Dutch oven. Dutch oven. <laughs> Dutch oven. Dutch oven. Dutch oven. Dutch oven. Um. Sorry, we don't do that shit. That's Dutch, out of control. We keep we we're we're well behaved. We don't poop here on Hyde Air. No, we don't allow any shitting in this we studio. Are, we, we are like Kim Jong Un. Yeah. No buttholes. <laughs> <laughs> Kim Kim Jong has a butthole. He admitted it. Yeah, in the movie. Well, I mean, but I'm sure he would admit it. I mean, he's he seemed pretty cool. He likes Dennis Rodman. Dennis Rodman just goes over there and plays basketball and I don't know. I just feel weird like thinking he's really a bad guy other than just a dude who's just crazy and no one knows the real straight stories and Well I don't know. I mean, sure, to be fair, we don't know him personally. We don't know exactly what's going on, but I just like to see the best in people and I just feel got, like someone's sabotaging yeah. him vice versa. All know? we've got Maybe is he's just done it all. what I don't people know. throw in our faces and you know, it just how how much of that can you take at face value? It's like I always feel like I always feel for the bad guy in movies. Whenever it's like the very end of the movie when they're about to die and they realize it, and then you're like, oh, you kind of feel bad for him. You're like, damn. So you know what I mean? Is well, that just me? No, no, it's not just you, but it's it's also not all all movies. Like, well, no, I mean, I not know. all. Mo- I mean, some movies you feel satisfied when the bad guy dies. You're like, yeah, he was a total prick. Like most James Bond movies, you know, uh, they are the the villains are actually fighting. Yeah. Until the end, you know. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I don't know, man. I always, if it's, I guess if the bad guy is like 
trying to you see them vulnerable or something. Yeah, it's always yeah. that. It's just like you see them you know, back as a human. I, that's why I liked the Saw movies, at least the first three Saw movies, because I I saw an element of why <laughs> he said he was doing it. Yeah. Uh, Jigsaw, why he said he was making these games and everything like that, that I, I kind of agreed with. Like I, it was a misguided sense of righteousness on his part. Yeah. But he was li- literally trying to... <clears throat> trying to get these people who were who were living very carefree lives that with with very little concern for anybody else yeah. trying to get them to feel something yeah. for uh, another person or the way that they've been behaving and kind of alter their life for the for the better you know i mean i think a lot of people need that in their lives just not necessarily as as jigsaw in the saw movies i mean know. he was imposing his will i mean he was he was you know, he was. For all of my problems, please stop making fun of me on my tricycle. Yeah, yeah. right. Exactly. I don't know his voice. How did his voice go? That was that was pretty close. Yeah, and he would just circle around in his little trike. He would, and then uh, he had that paint on. He was creepy ass little uh, little that was thing. The, that was the doll. Yeah. yeah. I wonder where that doll is. Do you think it's in a studio or do you think somebody has it like in their living room? Uh, I don't know. I don't know. I wouldn't be surprised if it was in or some office. sort of uh, museum somewhere. Or, or exhibit. Is there a saw museum? No, maybe not a saw museum, but you know, there's a uh, the Hollywood Memorabilia Museum. This it's right at Hollywood and Highland. Uh, mm. I pass by it every day on my way to work. There's Have you ever a, been? I I went once uh, years and years ago. I can't remember oh, what's shit. in it. The actual uh, Holy Grail from Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade. Oh wow, that's is cool. There, I, I took pictures Man. of it. The his Grail Bible and everything. Oh is, wow, is all there. Yeah, there's some awesome stuff there. It's 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 worth checking out dude that reminds me i think i mentioned to to you on a show uh francis ford coppola's house or his his vineyard yes up in napa yeah it's uh you went on you went got a tour of that when you were on tour with yeah freaking incredible dude he's got this mansion that he bought uh and he lived in and then now his family lives kind of back behind the property on in like another mansion. <laughs> oh wow! Yeah, yeah. So it's so now this huge mansion that's the main house, which was built fucking forever ago. I don't yeah. know how many hundreds of years ago or whatever. No, forever was right. Forever, it was forever yeah. ago. Batman forever ago. <laughs> but uh, it's got all of his film memorabilia in there. It's nice. got cars and shit. Like nice. I mean, it's amazing Coppola stuff. stuff. Yeah, yeah. Nice. It's Good. just it's super fascinating to see. All the shit that people like had to source to put in these films, and then the fact that someone's still keeping it around. Well, you know, uh, I imagine Skywalker Ranch has probably got a lot of those elements too. Oh, I want to go there. Yeah, it would be it would be pretty incredible to mix a mix a movie there. Oh damn yeah yeah well yeah. damn Yankees. maybe we can uh, mix a Millie McCormick show there. Oh, that would be cool. Like the soundtrack and that would be cool. Actually, cut it all with a s- orchestra. If you guys are willing to give us five hundred thousand dollars on Feed the Tree, then then we'll uh, we'll get oh, it. we will make it happen. We'll make it happen. Yes, we live simply. We would not spend a, a ghastly like fools. Not you would see where we are putting the money and get to watch this thing. We would grow. have a twenty-four hour webcam. Uh, absolutely, we would be filming ourselves. Filming ourselves, filming ourselves. No blurs. You see everything. You'll see the full package. <laughs> Unfortunately, uh, it may look blurred anyway. Well, yeah, that's uh, uh, that's censorship. <laughs> that's censorship for you. I like tape like a piece of cardboard that looks blurred. You tape. You tape the uh, the the mosaic kind of pattern. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, the, the little Jerry Springer face. Sorry, guys, not today. Except you, it's clearly like not the skin color of my body. Right. Right. 
that or it looks like I just have a huge bush being covered up and <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Joe, uh, Joe likes to keep it retro. Oh man. I don't even know what time it is right now. I, I, I can't wait until we get to do this full time. Yeah. It's, uh, it's, I, but I think, I mean, full time is just full time is just living. We're full-time living full time. I mean, we are, we are, uh, more than I get to do this. Yeah. You know, I, I can't wait until this is my main focus, not having to have a day job, having to, to be able to pay bills. It's just kind of a bummer. Yeah. It's, it, it is a little bit of a bummer. And I know that that's something, uh, controlling my, my emotions rather than me controlling my emotions. But you know, it's, uh, it's a, it gets tough. Yeah. It's it tough when you're, when you're having to work for something that you really don't want to be doing. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, yeah, I can understand, man. I, what's like the worst job you've ever had? Like you were just like, oh gosh, you were there for a really short period of time. Radio Shack. Radio Shack? I worked at Radio Shack for three days. Oh. <laughs> I mean, it was because I go and, and I, this is at a point where I needed a job. Yeah. Like I was, I was kind of running low on cash. And I get this job at Radio Shack. It's just, it's just up the street. And first day, they're telling me, I you know I got to do all this training and throughout the it, essentially I'm sitting on a computer my entire first day, yeah. going through you know a PowerPoint presentation almost that is their whole like training course, and we're supposed to sell. <laughs> This no nipple rings. Things. And yes, I mean, all that kind of Your stuff. Your hair can't these, be below the ear. All these you can'ts and then all these you have tos. We had to sell a certain number of batteries every day. Oh, and no. And we're supposed to sell a certain number oh, of Oh, so you're like phones. having to yes. push. Oh, yes. God. All of this stuff. Dude, and people walk like, in there knowing what they want. Oh, that's exactly what I thought. Like, the who walks time. in there going, oh, man, what am I going to get in Let here? Let me just go browse Radio Shack for a minute. I mean, I guess it's something like. You would push at the very last second when they're buying their stuff. Yes, Are you sure you don't need any triple A's like or double A's? Or yeah, man, that's so. Which crazy. you know what? If I was in there right now, they would get me on those triple A's because I do need some triple A's. They tried getting me on some T-shirts last time I was in uh, Radio Shack. They had some really cool T-shirts. <laughs> that's right, I remember that. And I almost bought one, but you then did. I was like, you know what? No, I don't want this don't fucking this. shirt. Yeah, it's just it's just. This thing was made pain. in China. Yeah, exactly. Somebody cried many tears of of, of pain and sorrow and. Radio Shack mysteries. <laughs> like I don't know what the Radio Shack is, and I, I wanted to buy it. I worked there for two. I worked there for two full days, and my last, my third day, I got a call from. He rose again. Yeah, I rose again. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I got a call from Anna Ramey, and. I went to school with her. I, you know, kind of, she knew who I was. I knew who she was. She's the one who called me and told me that, hey, we're shooting 310 to Yuma here in Santa Fe and we need a, a, another PA for the next couple of days. Can you be out here at 6 a.m.? Yeah, <laughs> damn. I'm just like, because uh, <laughs> it was like <laughs> three o'clock in the afternoon. In Dal- I'm in Dallas, so I'm 10 hours away. And I'm like, I I mean, I'm going to have to just drop everything and just drive straight out there. And I, I, talk to this guy at Radio Shack and I'm like, hey, so yeah, this kind of came up. I'm wondering if I can kind of put something on hold for a few days so I can go do this and and then, you know, come back and pick up the job. And he was like, I mean, you've been here like two days. I can't really let you do that. I said, 
okay, then I'm going to have to just go. I'm sorry, dude. Yeah. And I did. I don't even know that if I got paid for it. I don't even know that anything actually. It's probably not even worth it. It probably wasn't. It'd probably be yeah. a check for $25 or something like that. It was ridiculous. Oh, dude. But I just, I dropped everything, packed a bag and, and drove to Santa Fe overnight. And, oh, wow. And worked. Yeah. I worked uh, a movie for two days. Dude, that's badass. It was, it was fun. So it was the worst job I've ever had. Then kind of leading into a, a once in a once in my lifetime experience so far. Yeah. What about you? You want to do more of that? You want to huh? do more on set kind of? I really wouldn't mind it. No, absolutely. I, I'd go work on. I'd go work on any set at this point. I mean, maybe not any set. But, like a porn you know, set. You don't want to work on that. I'd do it once. You know, maybe yeah. maybe a high class. Here, hold know? the bowl of ice cubes. Oof. I don't know. Yeah. Well, you know what I mean? You got to yeah, come on the yeah, titties. I was going to say. I was going to say. On the well, nips? you know, if they've... Because there, there have been some pretty high budget porn movies. Like, That's true. Uh, the, there's a Pirates one that they did. It cost like a million dollars. Damn. What was it called? Pirates. I think that's it's what just called it, pirates. It I didn't called. get all like clever with it. It might have been called Pirates XXX. No, why? Pirates I of the Caribbean. <laughs> I mean, it was it was like a a feature length like damn porn, and it had it had some certain story elements and everything. But I mean, all acted by all these porn stars. So I mean, it's not parlay it's not me. Great, it's not a great movie, but it's not really what you're there to watch either. No, parlay me. You don't like that one? Parlay me. No budge? Yeah, lay me. Oh, yes. Come on. Yeah, I get it. I get <laughs> it. I get it. I get it. Sorry. <laughs> well, that joke sucked. I need to, Sorry, I need to like go through I all of our I, shows. I guess and if I, I really have anything, need to get parlayed. I thought it'd be funny to do a stand-up at some point. Oh, he just, even he though just that would glossed over that just to spite me. That was some bullshit. Had to even out the score, <laughs> kind of like John Wick. Like John, <laughs> John Wick. Wick. Oh, I found a... Uh, video on youtube that's a john wick kill counter what and it literally just goes through the entire movie and you know it's it's a stupid little thing but it it counts how many people he killed in the course of that movie you want to take a guess 150 oh no not quite not quite that many okay let me over 100 no okay 87 76 people fuck i mean it was I, I I lost the showcase showdown although in the first scene where we see him kill people he kills 13 guys, 12 Man. guys. He must've been 12 guys because he asked for a reservation for 12. Yeah, he did. He did. Yeah. yeah. So, wow. I liked how, when he was fighting in his house, like he was just kind of like, he knew where everything was. It's his house. And these yeah. dudes were like, you could kind of see the, the line of where they weren't too badass. Yeah. Cause they were still kind of lost in someone else's house. Right. And so he was able to just get to he them. He just before. took them out. Yeah. yeah. It was interesting, yeah. man. What's know. the worst job you've had? Ooh, let me ask that again. What's the worst job you've had? <laughs> <laughs> oh, damn. Uh, probably working at... Okay, there's two. Okay. Two that are kind of equal. They're both fast food. Well, one was Little Caesars. Oh, wow. Um, it was just really nasty, but the people I loved working with, they nice. were like really... They were like family, you know? Yeah. Uh, but friends. Were they, were they actually family, though? No, no, no. Oh, not at okay. all. Okay. But really close friends, like uh, my buddy Cody and I worked there. Nice. Um, him and I used to uh, like write screenplays and come up with movie ideas and shit. Wow. Yeah, he was super talented, man. Nice. Uh, still is. I mean, I don't. He's out in uh, Texas. Uh, he's married and has family and stuff. Cody, if you're interested in Skyping, 
Shout out. We'll uh, we'll have you on the show. Yeah, him and his brother Travis. I was in a band with his brother Travis. Total badasses, man. Oh, really? Yeah. This is that Travis guy you told mm-hmm. me about. Oh, Dude, okay. I, would, I, would, I fucking love, man. The second we can afford it, I would love to call both of those guys, pay them for their time to write a fucking, or even just back and forth, write a script with them because nice. super talented, funny motherfuckers, man. Yeah, that's awesome. So, we should do that. Yeah, I miss them. Anyway. Shout out Cody and Travis. Yeah, it's one of those it's one of those friendships like, you know, when you kind of just move on in life, everyone goes their separate ways. Yeah. Then you think back on them and it's like, whoa, man, you had such yeah. good times. Yeah, yeah. So I got a lot of those. Yeah. All Same right, here, so yeah. Little Caesars. Anyway. Okay, so Little Caesars, it was just dirty and gross. Like we had to mix the the sauce in this huge, like stainless steel cauldron kind of uh, thing. Like, like just like on a burner fucking, or something like that. No, like just well Or was it cold? No, no, sauce? no. You had to keep it cold, yeah. Because then you would spread it onto the pizza and then it would cook in the oven. That's right. But we'd have to like mix it up in this huge bin and it was always on the ground. Did you ever cackle? No, I never cackled. Like a witch? (laughs) (laughs) I thought you were like, like, like gag while I was trying to stir it. Like it grossed me (laughs) out to a degree. I was like, (laughs) just get through this one. (laughs) Chew it back, man. Chew it back. Oh, a little bit got into the sauce. No one will ever know. No one would ever know. Uh, they would never know. Nobody would know. But dude, no, we used to have to like mix this huge thing of it and then all these little shallow uh, pans, we would yeah. have to fill those things up because oh. that's what we would put on a slider, like one of those shelving units to, to put in the freezer. In the freezers, yeah. And so those would be on the ground and people would like be working and stepping over them mid. So I'm like, dude, like a crumb. What, the, 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 yeah, the cauldrons like, of sauce? Yeah, I was like, dude. No way. I was always thinking like there's hairs on the ground. Like no. at any moment it could be on a shoe and just come like no. floating down into the sauce. Yeah. Like like Forrest Gump. They the wouldn't be down there would, long. The but camera would like follow this this nasty, gross no. piece of pubic hair. Oh, dude. That just like floats through the air. The only pieces I would. plop <laughs> right down on, on the top of the sauce. And the only pizzas in slowly yeah i mean it was fucking oh god dude and then a hand comes up it's done like, like Gollum. oh yeah. no like the joker like jack nicholson's joker oh, yeah. like you know, uh, all right like looks like a uh what do you call that a a clawed hand or whatever i don't know like a withered hand i think oh that's yeah, what yeah, yeah 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 it's <laughs> such like a it's a sadder name way to put it i think a, a talon is better a talon yeah like a turkey like, leg like a turkey leg Maybe that's offensive. I don't know. Sorry to all turkeys. To all turkeys and to uh, uh, the Joker's hand. <laughs> well, <laughs> to Jack, the actor Jack. who probably put their hand. Uh, you know. Yeah, because it probably wasn't Jack Nicholson. No, he was probably had the he was probably at a Laker game. <laughs> well, he does like his Lakers. <laughs> yeah. Oh yes. Oh yes. But no, I mean the only What's pieces this? I would eat there would be the ones that I created. Like if I knew oh, yes. I was making the the dough that day and the sauce yes. and all that stuff, I would you, then make one of those pizzas. You were but. that way at Starbucks too, though, mm-hmm. right? You would only yeah. drink the drinks that you personally made, just because mm-hmm. you know how you like them. Yeah, like if I was on a day off, uh, I would literally just go up to the barista and tell yeah. whoever was working. It was always a friend, and just tell them what what I wanted inside of it. Nice. Or they'd let they'd give me the cup and let me do it myself. <laughs> Nothing. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but it was always weird. Like on a day off, like I could go to the back, but yeah. sometimes you're not technically supposed to. So people would be if weird about working. it. Yeah, yeah. Around yeah, like yeah. the actual POV area and all that shit. Sure, people sure. are like, well, of course, know, of course. We've got cameras in here. You don't want management seeing. Oh my God. Management. You don't want management. management. So what was the second worst job you've ever had? Um, the one that was tied with Little Caesars. Oh, I was talking about when I worked at uh, 
Starbucks. I worked no, at Starbucks yeah, as yeah, well. No, Sorry, yeah, that's yeah. what I was ima- imagining was working back. Yeah, yeah. No, that's right. Uh, yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, but I liked working there. That was awesome. So I yeah. wasn't trying to couple that with these uh, worst places. No, Starbucks was an unfortunate derailment on my part. Uh, another place was called Sunset Grill. It was a uh, shithole restaurant oh, in Bernie. Oh, it was like tucked away in this local, back corner. It was a local yeah, joint. It was yeah. nasty, dude. Yeah. Uh, but working there was just, I worked in the kitchen and I was like, the first day I was working there, I was Before like back there learning how to cook and be the chef. And I'm like, I'm not a chef, but everything was like all prepackaged. So all you had to do is like throw these things in a fryer and put them in a fryer. No, and, But dude, while people would work, they'd be eating off of people's foods and pl- like off their plates and shit. Oh no. Uh, yeah. So was this before or after Little Caesars? This was after. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, I moved okay. on up, buddy. Yeah. Oh, wow. I went from little C's. Oh, no. No, no, no. I take that back. I think I actually I swap it because I, qu- I quit that job. Mm-hmm. Fuck, man. I don't remember, honestly. There's no need to. It was a really close. It was back to back. Yeah. Either yeah. way. Yeah. Because I got to know the crew over at Little Caesars. We had trade food for them. Nice. And so I was telling you them I wanted to quit. food off of people's plates. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I feel like I got the job at Little Caesars because I worked at Sunset Grill and I got to know them and gave them free food and then nice. vice versa. And then yeah. they got me a job there. Nice. Good. But uh, so shout out to all of you who are, I know, no longer working there. Everyone's <laughs> moved on. I hope to God, oh. please tell me. If not, you better own one of those things. <laughs> um, no, I don't know. It doesn't matter. But uh, yeah, Sunset G- Grill, it went under. But okay, they taught me how to make some pretty good nachos, though, out of canned refried beans. You would take a spoon and literally spread across each chip, and oh. we'd have to put twelve to twenty-five chips. I don't remember what it was. Oh wow! But um, twelve to twenty-five chips on a plate, and then we'd have to like sprinkle the cheese a certain way, and then do another layer of this, and then spring. I mean, it was like a fucking. And this was like it's like your uncle teaching you how to cook oh, something. No. Oh, that kind of restaurant and man people were rude to us like no one would tip us like oh. i was in high school too so i understand yeah, like yeah i was i mean the restaurant was shitty and everyone eating there knew it but wow i don't know my first job was at college i didn't have a job throughout high school i mean i guess you know doing theater and stuff like that it was unpaid work but it was yeah. it was something that we were doing it wasn't a, a job job so i my first job was at uh at the film cage at my school. The film cage? It's Yeah, it's where all the, the equipment was. You know, if That's you needed cool. to go rent a camera or rent lights or rent anything. Oh, really. nice. That'd be a cool job. Yeah, like, it was. Get to it, be around it, all that it, gear. It had to do, yeah. I, I got to learn a lot of the gear, you know, and it, it was in the building. It was it was very related to what it was that I was there to do. So Yeah. Did you get yeah. discounts on renting stuff or... Um, at that time, were you not renting anything? I got discounts, mostly because it wasn't, I mean, students. So it was all just, uh, you know, whoever put their name on the list. Oh, okay. You, know, so it, they you didn't, could just it, do it for free. It wasn't charged. No, no, no. We weren't, because, I mean, we Damn. needed things for class. But I think the perk of working there was that we probably got to put our name down the night before. Oh, the, that's the cool. The list came out on Tuesdays or whatever. The list. Yeah, I mean, whatever it was, I think there was that much of a, of a you know. A that's cool. Benefit, a hmm. perk, you know. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I've never, like, worked somewhere where I seriously, seriously hated it, where I was just... I mean, there was... uh, The only real times I felt like I hated my job was just... I liked being up late, and then when I had to get up really early to be yeah, somewhere, like yeah. that's the that's the worst, man. I mean, I can do it. I you know, especially if it is something that I want to be doing, mm-hmm. <clears throat> like um, 
I don't know, if I was working on my own TV show or even working on a TV show. Yeah, well, that's, yeah. Absolutely. You know, anything like that. Like it's, it, but it's, it's working for something I, I, I see no investment for myself in. Um, it gets tough. It gets tough to, to do jobs like that. You know, even if there are things for me to learn yeah. from those, from those jobs in some form or fashion, if I don't see myself, if I don't see myself getting to where I need to be within that particular job or position or something like that, I'm not going to just, I'm not going to be motivated to go forward. Yeah. You know, mm. I'm okay with just staying where I am. Thank you very much. <laughs> you know, uh, and that's a very lazy. As you stomp your foot down. But that is a very lazy <laughs> thing for me to say. I, I understand that. But I say it in the sense that I've got I've got four or five other things that I would rather spend right. that extra amount of energy on because yeah. they are going to be what I want to be doing with my life. Yeah. So, you know, it's just, you know, trying to, trying to, maybe it's me putting my, my mindset back in, in education mode yeah you know because when you're in college that's a it's it's a whole different way of thinking about things you've got a whole different set of responsibilities uh and and your life revolves around things a little bit differently because you're kind of living on credit to a degree right after high school you kind of jump into i don't know if you did this because you were you you i don't know what your college experience was like if it was Mm -hmm. all scholarship or what or your parents saved up but yeah yeah you kind of start taking out loans, all these little student yeah. loans and shit. Cause oh, yeah, I've got loans. But you do. No one has money to go to college unless right. your parents either do it or you have to take out loans. I mean, that's right. it. It's rigged that way. It's crazy, though. Mm. Yeah. Did you ever experience that or? Experience loans, like mm-hmm. student loans and stuff? Yeah, yeah. I've, got, I've got my student loans that I'm paying off. Man. Yeah, yeah. Um, my parents were very lucky that they took out the loans and were co-signing with me, so they got very good rates on everything and and, nice. and whatnot. So, I mean, I, I I had an easier time of it. Plus, I did two years at, at community college to get histories and Englishes and maths and stuff like that out of the way, and not because my my bill was half of what everybody else that I went to school with was because they went to that same school for four full years. Yeah, and paying that you know, slightly higher tuition or out of state tuition, anything like that. Like, you know, I only had two years of that to pay as opposed to other people who had four or six or whatever. Oh man. You know, so, yeah. so yeah, I mean, that was, that was kind of my experience. With, like they're having to pay a quarter more than what you are having to pay. No, they're know? having to pay twice. Twice? They would be at least having to pay twice what I was having to pay back. Oh my God. Cause they would have gone for two more years to the, the higher price school. Oh, I see. Okay. Yeah. Damn it. That's yeah. incredible. Yeah, I went to a private school that that kind of threw me into some pretty yeah. hideous corners. Yeah, yeah, it's it's tough. Yeah, but it's the uh, it's the game you play. It is, and uh, the game is get out of that little debt. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's the that's the thing. I mean, that's I'm, an illusion. I'm not ashamed of or upset by the fact that I have this day job at this moment, and I I I don't think it's the wrong thing for me to be doing, but. I do think that I I would like to be like I said o- aware of where my energy is going. Yeah, you know because I I've got some I've got some very specific things that I want to do with my life, and I know that what I'm doing on <laughs> during the day uh, will teach me a lot of those things. But when it does, then I need to put those things to use. I don't need to just stick around. Yeah, you know that's how a lot of people get. So a lot of people get stuck in their jobs and burnt out and jaded. Yeah, I yeah. mean, because sure, you can do the same thing all the time, and and be really good at it, mm-hmm. but you're also doing the same thing all the time. Yeah, what keeps your brain like excited? 
you know? Right. If you're not doing a hobby on the side, what exactly if you love what you're doing and yet you do it every single day with no progression, no building on what you're doing, then you might as well be doing something you don't like doing. Yeah. That's true. I don't know if I that came out correctly. But No, I mean it makes sense. I mean, yeah, yeah, if you're gonna invest energy into something, why not it be everything that you dream about? You can spend your whole life imagining ghosts, worrying about the pathway to the future, but all there will ever be is what's happening here and the decisions we make in this moment, which are based in either love or fear. So many of us choose our path out of fear disguised as practicality. What we really want seems impossibly out of reach and ridiculous to expect, so we never dare to ask the universe for it. I'm saying I'm the proof that you can ask the universe for it. My father could have been a great comedian, but he didn't believe that that was possible for him. And so he made a conservative choice. Instead, he got a safe job as an accountant. And when I was 12 years old, he was let go from that safe job. And our family had to do whatever we could to survive. I learned many great lessons from my father, not the least of which was that you can fail at what you don't want. So you might as well take a chance on doing what you love. Because that's ultimately, I don't know, I feel like that's the only thing you can, you're guaranteed in this life is if you pursue something, because everyone pursues something, even if they don't believe they're living their dreams. Right. People can kind of veer off the initial path and then all of a sudden you end up somewhere that you actually did attract yourself to. It depends on the dreams that you've got. You're right, because everybody has their own individual dreams. When you're growing up and you're your own individual person, yeah, you know, uh, you're not a lot of people are going to be planning for their entire family when it's just them. They're just going to be like, you know, I've got this that I would like to do, and you're going at it in whatever way that you can. Um, uh, some people, some people find those dreams and follow those dreams to their conclusion. Some people meet other people and their dreams change. They change, you know, they get married and have a family that becomes their dream. And that's, that's fine. Yeah. But it's all in, it's all in what you choose to focus your, your, your attention on. And, you know, if you don't like what you're doing, you're probably focusing your attention on the, on elements that are just progressing, progressing negatively in, in your, the pursuit of your dream. Yeah. So you have to kind of take hmm. a look at it. Like if you hate your job, is it really that you hate your job or do you hate the fact that your job is taking you away from something else? Like for me, it's Elf Street Podcast Network. That would be the the source of my dissatisfaction for having to have a day job at this moment. For my buddy Cameron, it might be the fact that it takes him away from his loving family. Yeah. And the 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 time he gets to spend seeing them grow and and mature and all this kind of stuff. You know, that those are his dreams. But he's not going to feel bad because it's not taking him along the filmmaking path he wanted to go on when he's, you know, 16 when I met him. Yeah. You know. And that's the thing is like you just have to stay focused on what it is you want in every moment. So even if you do veer in off your every path. every moment, right. You, it's still a way to wake up in your path and go, okay, what is, what is it about my life right now that I just don't like and what can I do to change it or, right. you know, make yeah. it better or, you know, I don't know. Because when people are in their prime and feeling good, they inspire other people to, to do the same or to seek the same. So, yeah, man, it, it's, it's, it's pretty it's, important to be doing what you want to do, you know? It is. It's essential. It's essential to, to life. I mean, I... I can say firsthand that I am drawn to work mm-hmm. and work in a, in 
well, work to me is just the discipline of take putting one foot in front of the other, I suppose. Whatever it is that I'm doing, if something needs to be done, I'll probably be the first one to volunteer for it because if nobody else does, I'm going to have to do it anyway. So I might as well just get it done. If it's something that I'm pursuing like that, that's I'm I'm all for that. Mm-hmm. But if it's not, I'm all for just sitting back and coasting. Yeah. And, and I hate that that element of my personality because it does mean that if I get into something that I can just sit back and be very, you know, blase about, then then I might. Yeah. And that would encourage me to then be that same way in the things that I do want to pursue. Yeah. Like like EPN. Yeah. And it's like if you it's also like practice of of I think where because whenever I'm doing things that I don't want to be doing, I'm like, oh man, I just essentially like when I used to mow the, the lawn, which I actually enjoyed doing a little bit, but yeah, I would I just zone out. I remember yeah. I was like always excited to mow the lawn because I just, you just think about shit because yeah. you're doing these lines, you're creating a pattern. Yeah. It's almost like, I, oh, dude, it's almost like a uh, Japanese rake in the freaking sand. You know like, what I mean? Yeah. Zen, Zen gardens. Uh, it's almost like, yeah. And so, headphones on. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but even at work, it's like I would zone out yeah. and start brainstorming, you know, yeah. thinking of, all right, what is it that I want to do? How, like, I remember as a kid when I'd be laying in bed and the thing that would help me go to sleep, um, like when I, cause my brain would just run and yeah. the time that I would hit whenever I wanted to shut myself down would be to be thinking about my dream home. And so nice. I'd literally start imagining every detail of a dream of this dream home. So I always had like a little golf cart that I would drive around. I didn't even have a car. Nice. I had a golf cart with like a trap nice. door that would like <laughs> take me into my living room and like just ridiculous shit. Nice, but, nice. Um, you know, but I, I always fell asleep. I would always do it. And then it would warp into my actual dream. And really? Yeah, yeah. Wow. It was pretty trippy, but I just did that for so many years. I, I don't know. But... Anyway, I just think I, it's good to to be in these places because then you kind of know exactly what step to take next. You know, it's it's true. It's been happening a little bit more frequently over the past. Uh, well, this year actually, um, you know, the the past six weeks. You know, we're in middle of February, so it's pretty much been this way this entire year. Um, and I am pretty confident it's because I am doing the things that I'm supposed to be doing. I am you know, skirting <laughs> Joe's trying to Joe's trying to light himself something and uh it keeps going out. I keep skirting What are you talking about? <laughs> I oh. keep skirting around the edge of uh I keep skirting around the edge of a mountain. Well uh of of s- resistance distracting me and oh, trying yeah. to trying to keep me in a place that <coughs> uh is going to just uh, I can recognize the fact that it is going to be soul sucking. I can recognize the fact that it's going to kill the uh, the creative desires I have. And if I recognize that about myself, I have a duty to myself to to overcome it, no matter how hard. You don't want to shit yourself. I don't want to shit myself. You have a duty to yourself. Well, yeah, I don't. Well, I take I, a duty. Yeah, I, mean, I don't duty on myself. No, you're right. I'm sorry. You you really. <laughs> I mean, you do. You when you recognize it, that's yeah. you going. Oh shit! Like I am. You're, you caught yourself. A couple of years ago, somebody just said to me, I think it might have been Shelby, he said something along the lines of, the only person you cannot lie to is yourself. Mm-hmm. And when I thought about that, I'm like, you're right. Yeah. So if I ever have a thought in my head, I can no longer 
brush it off as, nah, that's not true. Because if I think it, some part of me thinks it's true. Uh, in some form or fashion, I have to, I have to kind of throw that in there because resistance does, I also know the resistance does get inside of me and cause me to think things that are not true, Yeah, but I perceive them as true and I perceive, uh, I react to them in that way. And those are the things that I have to try and kind of weed out. Yeah. I think it's, uh, it's just having to weed out all the lies, you know, it's like when you have to make like decisions on stuff Mm -hmm. and you go, okay, this is what's true to me you look at what it is that makes it true. And then all these other things that make those things untrue are lies. And so as we grow up, it's like, you're, we're constantly dodging different, like, ah, gosh, what is it? Just uh, like stuff, like uh, your upbringing. It's like what people are teaching you. Um, behaviors or like, you know how one parent would, would teach their kid this way. And then another parent teaches their kid this way. It's like, I had friends who were like, man, they were in such strict households. Yeah. I, I, it always blew my mind whenever I'd go to their house. Yeah. Just, um, I felt really uncomfortable. Like it was, I was like in an office or, and then I have friends that had just a complete, like my house, it was very open and we always had people in and out of our, yeah. um, you know, my siblings and I being so many of us and we just, everybody always had a friend over. And so I don't know, it was always just a very free environment, but I don't know. Some pe- and then people get older and then they have to deal with that in the real world. And how are they, you know, are they the guy at work that comes up to you and says something because they want to follow the rules, even though it really doesn't fucking matter. And nobody gives a shit. Right. You know what I mean? So it's like, <coughs> we can cut all this out. This was uh, actually a lot of bullshit, but I grew up in a household that was, <clears throat> um, regimented, um, not like militarily or anything like that. But I mean, Everything kind of had a schedule. We had an idea for how our day was going to go every day. We mm-hmm. it, which kind calendar of and stuff. Yeah, I mean, not no, but not yeah. not in that strict a sense. My mom probably did, um, but you know, when especially when my parents started to homeschool us, my mom took on the responsibility of our entire day. Yeah, everything that the family had to do she had to know and we all knew it and it all became kind of very very scheduled you know family of four kids we had some of the weirdest things that we were that we were excited to do like go get the mail <laughs> i don't know why that was such a fascinating thing I mean, it sounds like that but i mean no we were always encouraged to go outside and get back inside seriously it was things like that i mean we i don't know it just just little things like that. Anyways, you were just happy. It was very you guys scheduled. Were fucking happy. And, and but that was for all of yeah. our daily tasks. Everything that we did every single day, it's easier to just get into a routine of it because then you can forget about it. Yeah. You can just do it. And and then within that structure, we were encouraged to be very comfortable and open and creative and expressive and everything, but within these guidelines. Yeah. So I wonder, you know. I feel like now that I can look back on it, I feel like that was a lot of the source of uncomfort, uh, discomfort in like whenever Shelby or Cameron would come over uh, because the household was so, you know, kind of well-oiled machine-esque, but we didn't ever feel like oppressed by it. And it would so throw it off? It would. They. It would. Yes, it would kind of throw them off. There must um, be sand on these gears. 
Well, no, no, no. It wasn't them. It wasn't anything like that. It was just, yes, it was just kind of a brand new experience, yeah. you know? So I don't know. Maybe we were a little bit of a sheltered uh, sheltered household and didn't really know it. But Well, you grew up into a fine gentleman, Ian. I, I, I never felt as if I was weird or didn't fit in, which is so odd yeah. because I should have. It, it, when you think about it, my parents did something very unconventional. I was taught at home in a very religious household, and yet I never felt I never felt as if I was the oddball or or anything like that. They didn't bully you. No, when I was no at homeschool. Yeah. No. <laughs> First day of class, your mom slaps bro- your books out of your hands. <laughs> my brother comes up to me and like yeah. kicks me in yeah. the ass. It's the uh, new kid. Hey, yeah. bitch! <laughs> just walks off. You're like, oh my god, your mom just called you a bitch. Um, Lesson one: oh, <laughs> Never walk in my way, but yeah. my path. <laughs> I mean, because we did theater and uh, and gymnastics and all those kinds yeah. of things with kids that went to public school. And so you're, you were around in social it, situations yeah, and stuff. Yeah, yeah, it was. I never felt maladjusted. I will say, I never went to a, a social event like a football game or school dances or anything like that. I also don't feel like I've ever missed out on that because I'll go to things with you. I'll like go to you know the open houses at the Hodges house or or at. You're not upset you didn't get to ever shake your pom poms at a at a football game. No, or? no. Well, they're not all that they're cracked out to be. It's usually a lot of drama. Like kids at those games. Sure. All I remember football games being was drama. It's just an excuse to hang out with all your friends, yeah. which is which is understandable. But I mean, goodness gracious, dude! Like, can you imagine? Well, yes, you went to. a essentially public school, right? Uh, yes. Yeah. So, I mean, you In a small hung town. out with all these people all the time. Yeah, yeah. I mean, not all of them, but I, you, you know everybody. Yes, yeah, you sure. know everybody. You're in school with them all, and then whenever you go to the, the dances or the football games or anything like that, you're hanging out with the same people. Yeah. The same adults, too. Yeah. Like, it's a school is, is, is a community in and of itself, and I understand that, but yeah. we didn't have that. Our community was our family. Yeah. When we were doing school and life, it was a big two-thirds of our life was just our family. It gave us the opportunity to work out our personal differences and interpersonal differences in a very close, confined space, dude. We were in our house probably 70%. Did you guys play Quidditch? I wish. I oh, wish. Wouldn't that, that would be awesome? so awesome. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> so anyway, cool. Shout out, Quidditch. Shout out. Um <laughs> But then the rest of the time was spent doing these other things. My parents were very good about uh, about getting us involved in these yeah. kinds of activities. But they were always activities that were not. We never played sports, but we did gymnastics, which is a sport. Yeah. Um, I danced. I danced ballet for nine years, and that is it's an art, but it's also it's a very. Uh, it's a very sporty type of thing. Like you, you've got to be in shape to, yeah, to do those yeah. kinds of things. Absolutely. And then theater. Theater was very expressive and creative and fun. And that's oh, how man. I did things like wood shop. That's how I learned how to oh, sew. Oh, building sets and stuff? Yeah, or? that's how yeah. I learned to sew. You yeah. know. Uh, this is a bandsaw. You watch your fingers on this one. Cooking meals for, for my entire family. Like I cooked the meals, a lot of the meals that we ate growing up. And that was, you know, home ec. I suppose. Yeah. Oh, you wow. Know? You know, I mean, that's, that's how my parents incorporated all these things. And subsequently, I know how to cook meals. Wow. Which comes in handy, you know. You guys it know is, how yeah. to cook all the time. Everyone should know how to cook a little something, at least like something, ba- you know, basic. Something I mean, for company. Yeah. 
you know, if you're going to have somebody over, like, you know, know how to make something that's not mac and cheese in the Easiest box. thing would be like even some canned pinto beans or some real ones are always better. But, sure. uh, you know, if you do real ones, you have to cook them for about six it hours. It takes a little while, yeah. But if you cook them for six hours, put them in some boiling water, chop some uh, onions up, throw onions in there, put some salt and pepper, put a little cumin in there. Oh, my God, you're going to have some amazing beans. And yeah, then do some uh, sauteed veggies, put a little... Uh, you know, I don't know, whatever you get like. If you like meat, there, put some meat some, in there. Some leeks. Well, yeah, yeah. meat. I don't put meat in my food, but, you know, I always celery would be really good option. in there, you know. Celery. Carrots. Uh, Brussels sprouts. Ooh, onions. Sprouts. Garlic. Nice. Uh, kale. I mean, any of that stuff. You put that all mixed up, put it in a little taco, put some salsa on there. Maybe some potatoes. Chop up some potatoes and saute that in there. Yeah. It's like a good old-fashioned Mexico meal. This is cooking with high dare. Cooking with high dare. Man. High dare. I like that. I like that. Um, yeah, we get that we'll put that I'll put that a uh, little I'm recipe hungry. on yeah, the internet I'm, I'm on the blog. Now. Yeah. It's growing fucked. up. Growing up is a totally different time. It's no. interesting. It's interesting what we've gone through, the the hmm, the levels of normal that we've had to go through in yeah. order to get to what is now our current level of normal. Yeah. Which is weird. Cause my level of normal now is totally different than it was eight months ago. Oh, yeah. Which is totally different than that was a year ago. Damn. Yeah. Duh. So do you feel like it's the better normal than it was then? or um, It's a progressive. It's a progressive normal. Sure. Yeah. I, took a, I took a hit. Yeah. You know, but... Uh, Definitely. I'm, yeah, I'm back at it, and I think better than ever. Better than ever. We're 24 episodes in, son. Yeah, we are. Hi, Dare 24. Hi, Dare 24, everybody. Damn, Hashtag. we got into some... We got into some pretty uh, interesting topics today. What were you doing at 24 years old, Joe? Oh, gosh. I believe at 23 you said you were at DBU. Yes, I was dropped out, and I was traveling with different guys. At 24? Music. At 24, yeah. Okay, okay. And so... Nice. Playing at churches. Digging um, it. On Sundays to make money. Uh, living in, like, Garland or Rowlett or something like that. Mm. I was living in Garland, I think. Wow. Up North Texas, where you're from? Yeah, yeah I'm from yeah. Garland, yeah. Uh, yeah, it's trippy, dude. It's trippy I to think back. That. That's over 10 years ago. Oh, it's yeah. weird to think about. So, fuck. Uh, 24, uh, let's see, what was I doing at 24? I was probably working at this place called Talk Rock. Oh. It's a, a video production company in Dallas. Um, the owner's name is Taco. It was my first real foray into... Uh, finding a job and maintaining it for myself and leaving at a point where I thought was the right time for me. This is after I had gotten let go from a company that I really didn't like working for. Yeah, you're like, my choice. Dude, I wonder, like, had you stuck with working at a company like that, like mm-hmm. uh, involved in the like music stuff, yeah. like graphics, Yeah. if you were like, because of all your dad's connections, if you ever like, man, I want to get into the touring and all this stuff, if your yeah. dad would have had any connections and got you involved... He could. He could. He could make some introductions. Yeah, he knows a lot of people that are still in the industry. Hmm. Dude, we uh, uh, we're going to Sleeping Wolf playing on Wednesday. Sleeping Wolf, yes. And tomorrow they've got uh their first little EP releasing on iTunes. Oh, is it releasing tomorrow? It's called The Dark. So I guess when when everybody hears this, it'll already be out. So go oh, yeah. go on iTunes. iTunes. 
yes, iTunes. Go on iTunes, everybody. Look up Sleeping Wolf and buy uh, buy their EP, The Dark. Yeah, it's got some awesome songs. Yeah, it's pretty rad. They are they are one of those rare uh, collaborations that just seem to explode with awesomeness. Yep, yep, yeah. Steve is my roommate. Awesome sauce, uh, if you will. A little claim to fame here. He's my roommate. Joe's uh, Joe's dropping some names. Yeah, these uh, these songs have been featured on some movies and shit. Like they're That's doing right. really well, man. Well done. They're gonna blow up. So, uh, uh, hotel yes, cafe. They're playing, yeah, they're playing hotel cafe on Wednesday. If you're in the L.A. area, come out. Come uh, come see uh, the hotel cafe. Come see Sleeping Wolf. Yeah. What do they play? Nine o'clock. Uh, ooh, I think so. Something come like see, that. Come see Joe and me. Yeah, come see Hyde Air. We're going to be there. Come see Hyde Air. We'll, uh, we'll be, you know... Out come say Hyde Air. Out in the field. Yeah, we'll, we'll be in the field. Uh, we'll, uh, we'll chat with you, Live actually. on the scene. Well, you know what? You know what? We'll commit right now. If any listeners come out to the Hotel Cafe show for Sleeping Wolf on Wednesday night, we'll have a, a little travel mic there, and we'll, yeah. uh, we'll, we'll chat with you for uh, a little bit. Absolutely. I may give you a little nugget of something. At the show. A little yes. nugget of gold. Because, well... Words of wisdom. Oh, okay, okay, yeah. As opposed know. to the nuggets of green. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Joe Joe is full of those little nuggets of gold. He's, I know. Uh, he can he can talk your off nuggets about of some shit. important stuff. Oh man, a little no. gold covered shit. Gold covered, <laughs> yeah, gold covered. It's like a gold covered egg. We're uh, we're gonna wrap it up. We're getting the high sign, everybody. We're gonna <laughs> we're gonna take off. <laughs> ding ding. Um, so for this week on High Dare, I'm Ian, and I'm Joe. And yes, guys, guys, it's time. It's time. We, we gotta, gotta go. go. <laughs> <laughs> Follow us on Twitter at high underscore dare. And be sure to check us out online at entertheelftree.com for all you old school dot comers. <laughs>